Liquid Courage, the podcast where I, Amanda Pereira, sit down with a fellow female artist that I admire and ask them the questions I've never had the guts to ask them before. Sounds scary? Well, it is. So I use a little liquid courage in the form of their favorite drink. We cheers, chat, and connect as I attempt to soak up all the wisdom these women have to offer. Today I sit down with Erin Pym and enjoy her very own modified margarita recipe. Erin is a published erotica author and the host of the award-winning podcast, The Bedpost Podcast, where she interviews fun and sexy guests about sex and sexuality. The podcast actually started as a live sexy variety show, including erotic readings, real-life sex stories, and burlesque numbers. Erin Pym, or should I say Lady Pym, also works as a professional dominatrix at the Ritual Chamber here in Toronto and facilitates various workshops on doming, kink, and overall sex positivity. If you want to drink Erin's modified margarita along with us while you watch or listen to this week's episode, head over to at Liquid Courage Podcast on Instagram for the ingredients. So Erin is a podcaster, a kink educator, a professional dominatrix, and a woman I admire immensely. Hi, Erin. Hi, how are you, Amanda? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well today. Yeah. Did some lovely uh, grocery shopping. Forgot to get the things that I was going to get for my cocktail tonight. Oh, no. (laughs) Had to improvise. Happened to have some Coke in the fridge. Yes, we did. That's fabulous. (laughs) It's funny. I just needed lemon for the drink that you sent. And I was like, I'm not going to the grocery store for just lemon. So, um, I, no. a restaurant just gave me a lemon. They just gave me one. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, and of course they not. would. They right. should. They have a crate. Like they've got boxes upon boxes. Yeah. I mean, I they may throw or may out. like be employed at that restaurant and, but and have I, stolen it, but I have asked, but I just don't want to get them in trouble anyway, whatever. Um, so <laughs> I made, I realized, so you sent me like, let's drink modified margaritas and mm-hmm. with the ingredients, which was like so beautiful. And as I was making it, um, I didn't even follow up with you to ask for ratios. I put all like, the whatever. lemon. Yeah. I put my lemons that I squeezed. Like, I was just like, sure. I use that like flip thing that has like however many ounces on one side, however many on the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, was like, great. Tequila, triple sec. I squeezed lemon in there and all the seeds are in my cup. And I panicked Dude. about how to make more of them. So I just have a bunch of them lined on my desk in multiple glasses. So I'm, I look. We're ready. She so ready. we are ready to go. I'm already shiny in this video. Um, love it. I love it. Okay. So this is our first <laughs> conversation ever that we've True. ever had. Correct. Yes. So, and what a conversation. And what really. a conversation. <laughs> um, I have admired you for so long and never, I saw you improvise. I saw you on a panel that Dustin George produced. I, I'm so sorry you saw me improvise, by the way. I really apologize about that. No, you know what? I remember <laughs> seeing you improvise and being like, holy crap, she can do this too? Like, what? No, I yes. really can't. Well, that is maybe, very generous. Well, it was a night. It was a hot night for you, Aaron. It was a good night. Thank it was you. a great <laughs> night. I was like, damn. And actually, I thought in my head, like, is she, does she do this regularly? And I'm just the idiot who didn't realize she's also a professional improviser. Like, I had no idea. 
So no, honestly, I get forced into it whenever you do. (laughs) If you ever see me improvising, like you'll see also my subliminal, like my blinking of like, help me, help me. Like I've I've been kidnapped. Like, (laughs) and everyone's like, wow, she's so committed to her joke. Like, oh my gosh, playing this hostage character. She's so good. She legitimately looks frightened. Yeah. 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 Maybe you were playing that character. And I was like, oh my God, Stockholm syndrome on point. Like, how is she doing this? It's so great. Exactly. Oh my God. Um, I found out an interesting fact about you. So your birthday is on the same day as my partner. Oh, that's, that's fun. Yay. And happy actually, belated to your partner. Oh, happy belated to you. Well, and I only Thanks. know <laughs> one other person with that birthday and like, she is like extraordinary and like unique. And I see my partner as like extraordinary and unique. And I was like, oh, Aaron is for sure an extraordinary and unique person. So then I was like, my working hypothesis is that only magical people are born on June 14th. On that day, yeah. yeah that's it, that's it. Do you know what I, I mean, just realized I'm inclined though, to agree. What? Is that Trump is actually shares a birthday with you and I forgot. I also until, know right? that. Oh, you did look at, and you beautiful magical person, you weren't going to say it. You weren't going to ruin the podcast. Of course not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have brought that uh, here. Yeah, look what I just did. Well, look what I brought to our house. Right. Our, our modified margarita Jameson house. <laughs> god product totally. placement right there oh yep. god um okay so you're just have to be blurred if i do this we have no. to blur this out in post no aaron i am desperate for sponsorship i'll take anybody oh, great oh perfect because <laughs> i mean <laughs> i have a baby can't coke. Coke. Yeah. oh and it's a baby it's even see oh, i'm baby so baby. i had to i love yeah. it oh my god i have none of the products by me just my mix my <laughs> awful mixed drink no one would give me like sponsorship for mine because they're like don't drink mix don't drink mixes that way it's been a yeah. long day erin um okay so you're gemini do you believe in astrology or like horoscopes do you like that stuff like it's uh, yeah sure a little bit I I honestly don't know anything about it like I've given I've had my star chart done I've had mm. my charts done by a friend of mine who is into it and like she gave it to me and I was like great what is this <laughs> like what <laughs> like what yeah. so she actually was so kind to like sit down with me and like talk me through all of it which I almost immediately forgot unfortunately because oh, it was no. so it was so great and insightful and <laughs> such a lovely thing she did for me and I immediately was just like duh thank you. <laughs> Little do know everything she said is coming true. And you're just like, I don't remember it. I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't really I could be that. winning the lottery right now yeah, yeah, for yeah, all yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I should preface, I know nothing about it. People will be like, Oh God, you're an Aries. That's because you're an Aries. I'm like, I don't, okay. I don't know. Uh, sure. <laughs> Does that mean I'm in? Yeah. My friends are like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know. That's usually yeah, when my friends, up. Yeah, my friends are, it makes sense. My friends are like even more specific about it. And they're like, oh, that's because Moon and Libra, like they're not even like Gemini. They go the second like level onward. That's like, and I'm just like, "Mm, okay. Sure, my Venus is rising. Like, I don't know what that means. Great. Oh my God. It's funny. I realized I wanted to ask you that. And then I was like, yeah, I know nothing about them either. Great. What so end of conversation? Conversation, (laughs) and the episode's over. Fabulous. Um, (laughs) I just curious because I think it's so fascinating. And I back before COVID, when I wanted to pick up like the newspaper every day and read it in the subway, I would read my horoscope every day, and sometimes it'd be like, "You're gonna have dinner with someone you love." I'm like, "I do have dinner plans," but but I think it's fun when it's like serendipitous. But I also know jack shit about it. Like I don't know. Yeah. 
I should. I learn. like. I like to like just be open to things like that being true. Like I'm the same way about like people that are like, "Do you believe in ghosts?" I'm like, "Sure." Why do I don't, you? Like, I'll get on board. Yeah, I like any team. I don't sport. know. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, do you convince believe? Yeah. me. <laughs> Let's go on a ghost tour. Yeah, any. Yeah, like I don't know. If sure. Says no, then I'm like no. And if they're like, do yeah, do you believe in like? I'm trying to think of something that's not too terrifying. Anything. Do you believe in crystals? I'm like, sure. Let's yeah, believe in okay. them together. Well, I've, sure. I've gotten a crystal before. Somebody gave me a crystal once and explained yeah. it to me once in my life. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I bought some and they come with little legends and I legit have kept all the legends because I can't remember. I actually have some crystals right here in front of me because I'm fucking terrified at all times. <laughs> I don't look, know if those I'm- look beautiful. And this I, one's hideous, Let's not pretend. This one is ugly. And the girl at the store- gave it she's like close your hand close your hands i can't close your eyes and put this in your hands and i put it in and i she's like what do you feel How and i feel? i thought i felt something but i don't know i'm very suggestive or easily <laughs> suggested i'm yeah, physically suggested. I'm physically gullible is what i'm saying and then i oh yep. and i knew i had to buy it and then i opened up my hand and looked at it and i was like this is the ugliest thing i've ever seen i hate life. it <laughs> i hate it like i hate it it's like if you yeah but I have to, I have to keep her. She's about living in the moment. So I lived in the moment and I bought her and I hate her. But she's and there like, you go. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> well, um, welcome. <laughs> I'm like, I hate you. I'm looking at her on my desk. I hate you, but thank you for your service. Like whatever. Um, okay. So I that's to- how crystals work. <laughs> that's, what I mean. that's what I mean. I have a bowl of crystals. Thank you for I don't your service. It. Thank you for your service today. That one is stabilizing my mood. She's not working. And the other one is helping to soak up negative crap like from the computer oh Aaron, it's bullshit like I, I don't know i don't know if i believe in it it's true right yeah it might not be bullshit yeah 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 it's placebo disney taught me placebo happens for me because i am a privileged white woman so it will happen for me because of disney otherwise yeah you manifested it yeah exactly that's I not white privilege no i manifested I, that i manifested like, all of my opportunities i worked hard for them i'm like no right some of these crystals <laughs> fell into my hand um and now i hate them okay i want to talk to you i so badly want to talk to you about the sex work world and Aaron, oh, I know, fun. I know Into nothing. It. I'm also like, are you tired of people asking you about it? No, I'm not. I'm no. really not. Like, I actually, I think people are more polite around that mm. um, than you might assume. Like, people are more tre- trepidatious to ask questions about sex work than you might think. So mm. I think, like, a lot of times, like, I know people are thinking about it, and I know people want to ask me <gasps> questions. That's common. But, but they're no, but they're not. But they don't actually get to the point of oh. asking me about it. So I'm just like, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't care. Like, whatever. It's not. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean anything to me. I'm not so. putting you out of your misery. You want to ask me, ask me. Like, earn it. <laughs> yeah, ask you know. Question. Use your words. <laughs> use your words. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to yeah. use my words and I'm going to ask. And I'm also going to, uh, I did a bunch of research and also I, I'm realizing I might sound really juvenile on a lot of the things that I'm saying. Like that, the ways that I'm asking things because um, I don't know what. So, I'll start somewhere. We got to start somewhere. Erin, you are magical, extraordinary, <laughs> unique person. So nice. Okay. Um, okay. When did you know that you wanted to get a career in sex work and how did you get into the industry? That's a big um, ass question. My, no, 
Oh, yeah, I can kind of give you like a little timeline. Like I, I first started getting into uh, professionally writing erotica. That was kind of my mm. entrance thing. And then via there, um, I started doing the Bedpost Variety Show because I was like, oh, it would be fun. Like I had a friend of mine um, who co-owns the Social Capital Theater. Carmen Lucarelli was like, mm. oh, hey, like, I know you're an erotica writer. Would you ever want to do like reading nights, like poetry nights, like, you know, erotica slams? Does anything like that make sense for you? And I'm like, yeah, I have a theater and I have a, a, a background in theater. So I'm like, yeah, like, let's do that. But then also have burlesque, also have a sexpert, also have like all these other cool elements to have like this sexy variety show, basically. So started doing that and then just met so many people doing that. And then mm. like, you know, I made a podcast as well, which I do as well. So just ended up like really learning about lots of different aspects of sex work and the sex industry um, through just interviewing people, basically wow. like you're doing right now and, and befriending people. And then, um, you know, also just getting more involved, like in the sex positive scene, in the kink scene, in the poly scene um, here in Toronto. So ended up just kind of immersing myself in all different facets of that. And then, you know, I did a bunch of like sex work adjacent jobs, like mm. not exactly sex work, but definitely in the sex and sexuality field. So like I started doing sex education work, I started teaching workshops, I started doing things like um, teaching lap dances, teaching strip class, like teaching burlesque, and then obviously performing burlesque as well. Um, I worked at a sex toy shop. So, you know, I kind of had some entry level sex work jobs, <laughs> like, you know, like in, in those ways. And then from there, um, I just wanted to actually move into sex work. And I was like, okay, what is this? What might this look like for me? And mm -hmm. what ended up making the most sense was professional domination. So, that's exactly kind of where I started in when I decided I wanted to do that. I started just, you know, trying to get more hours in and like taking more classes, taking more workshops, um, doing stuff just like following a bunch of pro doms, like on Twitter, for instance, just to kind of like see what that looked like on the online part of it, like the marketing mm -hmm. or PR part of it. Um, and then eventually an opportunity just kind of dropped into my white privilege lap. Um, You're manifesting that. I, I manifested. You manifested um, this opportunity. Yes. So this lovely woman who owns the Ritual Chamber, owns and operates the Ritual Chamber, which is a dungeon here in Toronto. She just, it, who's a person I knew through Bedpost. Like I mm -hmm. interview, interviewed her a few times at that point. I had had her on the stage at bedpost as well. So somebody that like I could DM and not have it be rude, but she made a post where she was just like, Oh, you know, these applicants are just like, Oh, face palm. And I was like, mm, you're hiring because. <laughs> so you're saying there's a spot available. <laughs> looking for a dominatrix. And I also actually knew another dominatrix who worked at the ritual chamber and I knew she was leaving because mm. uh, she was a friend of mine too, also through bedpost stuff. So I kind of knew that too. So I DM'd uh, Shahirzad and I was like, you know, it, um, are you looking? And she was like, are you looking? Are you looking? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I think so. She's like, I think so. <laughs> Were you nervous? So like, like, was it scary to say like, yeah, I want that job? I mean, at that point, no, because I was like, well, who knows if I'll get it, right? right like, right, I right. still have to like, 
I don't know, go in. And so, so she was like, well, why don't you come and talk to me tomorrow if you're available? And I was like, great. I brought a resume, which. Well, I was going to say, what do you bring? Is it an interview, an audition? <laughs> what does it look like when you're exactly. in, when you're, uh, I don't even know the verb to use when you are applying to be yeah. a dom. Exactly. I didn't know either. So yeah. like, I like, <laughs> I wore something like probably a little too businessy and I like brought an actual resume of like my work experience. Like, cause my thinking was, well, I have, I kind of have like sex related jobs. Yeah. So I'm not bringing in a completely unrelated resume, but, um, you know, Tim Hortons. She, like I yeah. worked at Tim Hortons. I <laughs> served at, uh, Earl's for five exactly. years. She's like, exactly. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, but anyways, so my, like, I put the, like, relevant work, but still, like, she didn't, well, she wasn't interested in looking at Lit it back on the table. She's like, you're in none of that here. You wasted, you wasted a tree. Like, that was rude. (laughs) Don't do that. So she just, like, asked me about my experience level, basically, and, like, the different kinks I had experienced facilitating and, like, I was just a conversation about that. And that was basically it. We chatted for like, I don't know, maybe like a half hour just about my different experiences. And then she let me know what the job like would look like. And she also let me know that like, okay, like what we could do is start you now, like with the kinks that you're experienced in facilitating, then you can be slowly kind of acquiring knowledge and skills mm-hmm. as we go along the way through like, basically like mentoring uh, under her. So like I could attend any of her workshops or anything like that. And she would be available for me if I ever needed like support questions, anything like that. So I was like, okay. And she told me the right as well. And I was like, okay, I'll think about it. For and I went home and like I was- Christmas morning. Yeah, I was her like- Her face is Christmas say, morning. Say what, yeah. <laughs> Literally from working like a minimum wage retail job at a sex toy store. So I went home and I like talked to my husband. I was like, like, here's the deal. And he's like, I mean, like, yeah, like, obviously I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like we're on. Yeah. (laughs) And did he know that was, did he already know that that was something like you were interested in or that you were interested in pursuing? Oh yeah, for sure. That was actually, that was something that he pushed for a while before I saw it as a realistic um, career choice. Like he was like, oh yeah, so, you know, you're at yet another job that's kind of like sex work, but not quite. (laughs) Yeah. So like, you know, maybe this time you'll think about actually doing sex work. And I'm like, yeah, maybe, (laughs) I don't know, give me another couple of years. But uh, (laughs) so, so yeah, that was the thing that like, when, when I say like, I kind of, uh, when I wanted to enter the sex work industry, I kind of sat down and weighed my options. Like mm-hmm. it, that was a conversation with me and him for sure. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, you know, this doming thing, that's an option. I was like, mm, oh, is that? All right. okay. But what else? Like just in case what else? But um, so yeah. And um, yeah, I think I messaged her back like the next day just to be like, yeah, I'd love to um, do that thing. <laughs> sure I guess just sure if the option's still there why not I guess sure yeah and then I I think I had my first appointment like she wanted to like kind of debut me like on social media and on their website and stuff so we did like a photo shoot and stuff like that um with pictures that would like match all the other people's pictures you know mm. um so like we did that and um also there was like it was 
during it was in November, so there was also like a Christmas party. So it's kind of like announced at the Christmas party as well. Got to meet all the other dominants that were in that house and like you know some of the regular clientele. And then I had my I had my first session like maybe two weeks after I phoned her and was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. Let's do this. Mm. Yeah. So and, and for- then. And then like two years later now. So, yeah. Oh, and, and great. Well, I mean, it sounds like that place is a great, the, um, uh, oh my God, Aaron, why isn't like, why aren't words coming to me right now? This is a perfect timing. The chamber, but it's not the chamber. The ritual chamber. Thank oh, you, ritual. There. I keep wanting to say the red chamber because I've heard you talk about the beautiful red room. There's a room <laughs> like that's you, red. Yeah, this lush red. Yes. Okay. At the ritual chamber. So it sounds like that's a place like it's great that sort of the first place you found is a wonderful environment that you want to stay there. I get, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I'm very lucky for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Again, the white privilege is speaking for sure, but um, I like, you know, I was set up for success and I uh, like, this is not survival sex work for me. This is something mm-hmm. that like I chose to go into and had a lot of, um, you know, I took a lot of years to kind of form what how I might do this mm-hmm. if and when I did so um you know I it, like in one way it fell into my lap and it was very lucky in another way I I'm also an older person like I'm 37 so I um not that young people kind of make dumb decisions but I did that's all I'm gonna say like you know <laughs> I you know I would have accepted probably something a little <laughs> less lovely and when you were if yeah, it was offered to me when earlier. I was younger yeah whereas now I just have um you know better developed like boundaries and um a better understanding of what fits in with my life and what I want my life to look like and I've really achieved like a lot of balance in my life and I wouldn't want to upset any of that and I'm a mm-hmm. lot more discerning and uh just stuff like that so mm-hmm. um yeah I'm I'm very, very pleased to be at the ritual chamber, even, even now. Even now. Yeah. And um, for listeners, okay, I feel like I feel like I even went into it thinking, I think I know what a professional dominatrix is, but then mm-hmm. realized, oh, I don't think I actually know. So for listeners, can you tell? Because to be honest, I've listened to a bunch. Of, I I just clued in like way too late that pro dom stands for professional dominatrix. And now my hands are sweating. Is that right? That is that correct? Okay. Thank God. Ding, 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 ding. What do we have for Johnny? I don't know what that reference is from. Is that from the shining? I don't know. And now I'm like, is that an okay reference? Johnny's Johnny's from the shining. Okay. I don't think, I don't know if ding, ding, ding. That's the right answer. Johnny is from the shining, but we're going to, uh, we're going to blame it on, uh, my drink is awful. It's not awful. It's just not great. I don't know what I did with the proportions. It also doesn't look great. And it has a lot of seeds. Okay. Can you tell our listeners? It's really muddy looking. It's like so muddy. <laughs> foggy looking. Yes. It's awful, dark apple juice. If your pee looks like this, go to the doctor. That's what this looks like with seeds. Yeah. Yeah. But I made multiples lined up on my desk. Like I ha- I'm going to drink all of them. It's just going to happen. You have to. I have to. Have it just to. adds to the sweat. It adds to the nerves. I thought it would help. But we'll see. I mean, now it's just linked into the brand of the show with this liquid courage thing. So we're going to have to keep drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you ever want to get sober, you got to rebrand. Yeah. Oh. I know, right? I know. I'm like, well... <laughs> I mean, in some of the, you know what, in some of the episodes, people have said like, oh, you know, I don't really drink. And they've been choosing like non-alcoholic beverages. And for me, sure. it's like, you know what? It's a metaphorical liquid courage. It's like, 
This exactly. just gives me a reason to ask people finally to have a conversation with me. Let's not put me so low status in this situation. Um, okay. Can you explain for listeners, what is a professional dominatrix, a pro dom? Sure. Um, well, the first answer, uh, which is kind of a non-answer, is that it can look like a lot of different things. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't look like one thing, um, just like a professional dominatrix doesn't look one way, you know. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for folks who don't know a lot about kink or about the sex industry, like um, IRL, then you're going to have a very specific idea of who dominatrix is, you know, via the media that you've consumed. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, so you're, you're, you know, picturing a white fit, able-bodied, um, hyper feminine, uh, mm -hmm. kind of very stern mm -hmm. individual. I'm picturing um, like Halle Berry as Catwoman or Jessica Alba in Sin City. Like that's what nice. I, growing up, that's what I used to picture. Those aren't bad references. I mean, also they're really like, especially Jessica Alba and Sin City. I remember watching Sin City and being like, that's Sin what City I blew my mind. Like, yeah. Right. Totally. Like, this? Sorry. I totally interrupted you, but that is what I, no picture. Worries. but that's what I used to picture when I would picture like a dominatrix when I heard that word. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, it's kind of interesting, like, even though I do have, I did have a lot more insight into this industry than say like a lay person that doesn't mm -hmm. know anything about it. I still did kind of have those stereotypes in my head of that was what I needed to do. And this is what I needed to present like, mm. um, which isn't true at all. Like, uh, dominatrixes can be like doms can be any gender, um, whether they actually use the term dominatrix or not, or what their preferred honorific that can, totally change as well but um i mean you can be wearing whatever the hell you want you can have whatever body type you can be whatever age you can have whatever background social social economic background whatever um skin color like anything anyone in anything can uh, do professional domination and um the job in itself can look a lot of different ways because mm -hmm. there's not like a really um uh, uh, like specific type of training and schooling that you need to do become a mm -hmm. professional dominatrix. Like there isn't a book, there isn't one book, there isn't a manual. So we all kind of have to find our own way doing what we want to do. And mm -hmm. uh, specifically within sex work, it's very much dependent on the sex workers uh, limits and boundaries and desires and fantasies as well. So it can all be very different depending on that as well. So it's very kind of subjective in that way. Mm -hmm. um, but um, another thing is that you can do it on a huge spectrum between being like a full service uh, person in, in the sex industry um, all the way over to like a somebody who does like non-sexual domination. So mm -hmm. there's a huge spectrum there and it's just depending on what you want to do, what you feel comfortable do and happy doing. Um, or, you know, it could be like, uh, like a money decision as well. Like whatever, you know, depending on your situation mm -hmm. and how you want to do your brand of sex work, your type of sex work. But generally, um, like dominatrix, pro doms in general, just deal with, we facilitate fetishes for clients. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. So that's like a super general way of looking at, at it. Um, and I'm going to define it that way for for all the reasons that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, I can get more into like the specifics of like what I do in my practice, but um, yeah, 
that's that's a good enough answer i think for the question yeah. Yeah. i think that's a, i also think that's like a, <laughs> you have the best laugh can i tell you like when i would listen to you on like various podcasts like your own and ones that you've guested on like mm-hmm. sometimes i'd have to do the little like rewind by 15 seconds cuz i would <laughs> laugh with you because your laugh is so wonderful you have such Aww. a good laugh like Thank oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah. Sometimes I just, I'm like paying attention to your laugh and then I have to rewind to hear what the question was. Cause I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, her laugh is so great. Um, okay. I'm curious, like I more so when I first started acting, I felt like when someone would ask me, what do you do? And I would say an actor, I felt like I had to look like whatever they thought an actor looked like, you know? Yep. So for me, when I was growing up, it was like, actors are beautiful. So I thought, right. if I, I got- Imposter it, syndrome like, setting exactly, in. Exactly, yeah. Do you feel any sort of pressure to like dress sexy or dress a certain way in your everyday life? Um, I, that's an interesting question because I first, I certainly did kind of at the beginning of uh, getting into this job. Um, and my idea of that, like- Again, like, you know, I was already starting ahead of what most people might think as far as like in the box or out of the box thinking, but I still had a ways to go. And I still had Mm. a huge learning curve when I actually started doing the work and I actually started like doing the marketing and Mm. as I said before, like creating my brand and stuff like that. Um, Like for instance, my first photo shoot that I did, it's all pictures where I'm looking super stern, you know, Mm. like fierce, that kind of energy, but that's not my style of domination whatsoever. Mm. Like I can, I can whip that out if somebody requests it for sure. Cause I have an acting background, like I mentioned. So I'm a bit of a chameleon, chameleon, a comedian. I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. That You're amazing at improv and no, you need stop. to just walk no. into the light, um, Aaron. <laughs> so <let's face> it. <laughs> She's like, I'm an amazing improviser. I mean, pro dom. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Oh, shit, oh, shit, God. Shit. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. I keep saying that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, my type of domination, as you might kind of infer from, for instance, you said my laugh, I laugh a lot. Mm. That is very much how I run a session as well. So mm-hmm. my, one of my main, main things um, that I like to do in doming is to be playful. So that's my style essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed to, to like retake all my photos and I needed to like, you know, I still use some of the stern ones kind of peppered in, but I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. Most of my branding, like pictures wise and video, I I need to be um, having that playful kind of energy. Mm -hmm. I need to be smiling or laughing Mm -hmm. or teasing or, you know, like being goofy, being Mm -hmm. kind of a bit of a goofball because that's essentially more what I'm like. So Mm -hmm. I need to create that so yeah, I came up against that for sure. And mm-hmm. even stuff like, I'm like, oh no, I have to wear heels. Like, <laughs> and I bought a pair of heels and I'm like, no, I, I, I actually hate these. And I'm like, so I just bought it, a pair of just like thick kind of platform boots yeah. that I feel really badass in and I can wear and like yeah. that I like. And I'm like, oh no, 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 this fits better. Cause I'm also not that kind of hyper feminine type of person mm-hmm. as well. So it that's fun to play with to kind of play up the femininity a little bit. But I my like where I get like my badass kind of inspiration from as far as what I'm wearing is kind of a bit more like um a bit more alternative. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not like it's certainly not heels. Um 
<laughs> and it's not really jacked up tits. It's not mm -hmm. really any of that. It's um, me feeling more like in that like kind of punk vibe happening more than anything. Yeah. Well, it sounds like yeah. and feeling confident, like feeling like yourself, feeling. Yeah. Feeling you know, authentically. Feels. Yeah. Yeah. Authentically you. Well, and, and I think like it's about, it sounds like it's about, you know, finding your voice and that's it is. hard to do in the beginning, figuring out like, who am I? What do I want to say? What do I want to portray? What do I want to play with? And I mean, that's, I think that's all artists, you know, everywhere. For sure. And it's just interesting going from doing, being a lifestyle dom and me totally knowing what my dom voice is like as a lifestyle dom. But it's just interesting. The minute I made the jump to pro, I was like, oh, I need to like, changed the way I dominate for some reason I thought that you know what I mean oh yeah and I didn't at all I for sure don't need to like the way I've always like dommed my friends and like partners and stuff like that no that's that that's what that's what you need to do yeah <laughs> like, do that why would you think you had to change but you know there's a lot of conditioning around mm -hmm. kind of what sex work looks like and specifically what dominatrices look like mm -hmm. so it got me too it got me gal <laughs> I got you too. <laughs> uh, um, I feel like you would get to learn. Well, first of all, listening to your podcast, like, okay, so I should also say Aaron has an award-winning podcast called oh. the Bed Post Podcast. Everybody should go listen to it. It is so freaking fantastic and interesting. And I it, it is like it's so wonderful. And my first like uh curiosity about it is I was like, oh, I want to learn about this whole world. Um and the part that I was surprised about, which I think is just my own, I want to say naivete. And I, I got nervous about saying the word. <laughs> You're like naivete. Nativity scene? My own Christmas? Um, my own. And then I was like, well, don't say my own dumbness. Like, let's not be, okay. Oh, down my, that far. Oh, yeah. But like, let's, naivete? Help. I think that that's it. I, okay. I can't. I can't. Oh, now I'm like, I think that's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, it might be my own lack of knowledge. Lack of understanding. Lack yeah, there of you understanding. Go. There we go. <laughs> um, but I was surprised that I actually just learned so much about how to treat other humans better. And I, and you know what? And I don't, I'm not talking about like when someone talks about maybe a bad experience they had with a client. I don't actually mean that at all. I mean, like, for example, when I was listening to your, um, episode with mistress blind and she was talking about putting alt texts on tweets or yep. like or um eliza lord who also has an amazing laugh um as does mistress blind actually I think oh yeah blind has a her laugh should be a ringtone or something like maybe something i love it oh my god it's so good um but just i learned so much about just human to human and how to just be a better person and i'm wondering what have you learned about humans in general that surprised you while, while pro-doming or working in, in kink or in sex work in general, like any of your experiences? Um, I mean, specifically through sex work, unfortunately, like it really opened up to my eyes of, I mean, well, actually this is fortunate. I'm going to say once again, for maybe the fifth time on the podcast, to my own privilege, mm. to this like lovely little sex positive, kink positive bubble that I live in here in Toronto. Like mm. that most people, I'm going to go ahead and say most people do not have access to being able to authentically express their sexuality, their gender, their mm -hmm. kink, like whatever it might be. Most people don't have access to that. So 
and and unfortunately the unfortunate part is that's kind of why my job exists like mm. there are lots of different reasons that somebody would want to go see a professional um and but that's like a big one of mm. them that people don't feel like they can be openly authentically living mm -hmm. um their like sexy kinky you know non-binary perhaps life Mm -hmm. You know, so this is a safe space where people can really explore that. And um, even like right now, because I'm not doing in-person sessions right now, I'm doing like a bunch of different types of, you know, platforms, like virtual platforms. But anytime that I'm kind of just like on the other end of like a Skype or something doing a session with somebody and it feels i'm like oh i wish i could i just wish i could be like there and touching them mm. like it would be so much better if i could just do this but i just kind of feel like i'm like sitting here watching mm. um i'm like oh no 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 but that is like very valuable to this person just to be able to be in the presence of somebody mm -hmm. who is you know shame free judgment free um and not only that but like encouraging them um in whatever you know validation they seek like that is doing so much for this person even though it seems a lot of times where i'm just like sitting over here and i'm like yeah good boy good girl <laughs> like look at you like you know whatever i say you know <laughs> stupid shit right but um it's actually like doing a lot for that person and mm -hmm. and most people like i just get like a novel of an email after of just like how much it meant to them Aww. especially now especially mm -hmm. now you know in the state of with the state of everything that's going on so um yeah i think i really just learned how important this type of work is mm. yeah mm -hmm. well it is it is hard to and i th i can only speak for myself but as a woman growing up i found it very difficult to ever sort of be, I always felt like curiosity did never le led to uh, something that felt safe. Like being curious about things, talking, I felt like often, um, you know, talking about sex or enjoying that and learning through, through talking about it with friends or other people, it somehow often seemed to then equal permission. Like I'm saying, I want everybody's sexual attention or I like, you know, and so I guess, yeah. How do, how do you find navigating, like wanting to be able to openly be passionate about sex and, and sexy stuff and, and also like not having to put up those boundaries and maintaining them constantly in your personal life. Cause that would be exhausting. How do you sort of navigate doing that? I mean, that kind of is what you have to do. Mm -hmm. You do have to really think out okay what are my boundaries surrounding my sex positivity like mm -hmm. because it, you know like you're a female comedian like a female comedian getting on stage and talking about sex is a fucking open invitation for to everybody and to anybody. approach you after right yeah to be like oh yeah and then like tell you a, an intimate sexual thing about themselves it's like yeah what the fuck and then you <laughs> ask for not... it like then it's like well what did you think what are you talking about you made that joke and you're like yeah so how why are you now you fucking bitch like, yeah oh you know now you're I changing mean? your mind you're a tease and you're like yeah sorry tease, that i bitch, wanted to learn slut. from my peers my god all the things like, right yeah yeah so unfortunately that is something especially if you're going to be open like um 
online, for instance, like mm. that's a huge, that's a huge thing then that you're going to have to navigate. And yes, on one hand, it's, it's can be exhausting to conscious constantly have to like exert your boundaries over people, but also the um, more you work that muscle and the more mm. that you practice doing that, the easier it's going to be. And the more mm. natural it's going to feel and the less emotional labor. Um, this is kind of a generalization, like, but in general, the more you get used to doing and the more you learn how to do it, um, the easier it's going to feel for you. Mm. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, that's exactly what I need to do when I'm like, I have my sex worker persona, like out and about. And like, not only that, my sex work persona is still really tied in with, you know, my personal life, mm. like my personal persona as well. It's all kind of with bedpost stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I, for my dominatrix name, it's just Lady Pym, like, mm -hmm. which is my actual last name. Like, mm -hmm. so Aaron Pym is like, I never even used a moniker for when I first started out doing my erotic writing. So mm. everything is tied to my actual last name. So that's just something that you kind of learn as you go. Mm -hmm. um, that's something I came up against and then I had to kind of figure out how to navigate it better. Like mm -hmm. it's all a learning curve um, when you're starting to be open about like, you know, you, something as like small as like your sex positivity. Mm -hmm. You're going to get assholes. People are jerks. People mm -hmm. are specifically going to try to like get access to you. Um, and you just need to be like, wear out that block button. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't wow, take no shit. Fun. Yeah, just fucking block, block, block. You don't need to deal with bye, that. Bye, you bye. Back with them. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of my life. I don't need um, you yeah. in my in my brain. I don't need yeah. you taking up space here. So bye. Yeah. I, I actually you. find that um during I mean, there are so many, of course, negatives to being stuck inside during COVID. And I'm gonna again acknowledge my privilege right now because, you know, I have roof over my head and I have food and I have right gross drinks on my desk and, um, but terrible drinks, terrible, yeah. awful drinks, but they're drinks. Like they'll hydrate me. I mean, they'll dehydrate me more than they'll hydrate me because they're way too strong, <laughs> but they're there. The seeds will give me nutrients. Um, yeah, that's great. but <laughs> lemon trees in my stomach. Um, but it has allowed me, I'm not great at setting boundaries in my personal life says my therapist, uh, we're working on it, but in, but I am working on it. I'm getting way better. <laughs> I really am like a for effort in this situation, yeah. e for effort, whatever the saying is. But, yeah. um, during this time, it is kind of like, if I don't want to talk to someone, like I just ignore their texts. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. they're not really texting me, but if they're like, I'm like, nobody's texting me. No, I'm kidding. That sounded so sad. Like Aaron, no You're one's like, texting me. When I, mean, when I say people, people, I mean, hypothetically, I mean, if anybody I'm... were to text me, if hypothetically, I would ignore humans, it. Like, listen, I am blocking on the daily. I mean, I haven't yet, but I'm waiting to have to block on the daily. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should send out a tweet about sex positivity to get someone messaging just to me work the muscle just, yeah, just to, to like the practice muscle. the craft yeah, yeah of yeah. saying no yeah. yeah exactly also like now I'm feeling like I need to acknowledge like thank you to all the friends and family who ha are, are texting me I'm not lonely <laughs> I'm I'm mentally I'm fine and I really appreciate everyone being wonderful okay um but uh but yeah but I think it is a time where like I don't it's it's not a situation where I have to ignore this person in real life after a show at a bar I can just ignore them I actually did. I had a conversation with a real human. Oh my God, there is an example where I just thought he was being a dick. And I, frankly, I thought he was being racist and sexist. 
And we were messaging and I brought that up and he sort of was, he dismissed it and just was like, come on, Amanda, you know me. And I thought we've had two, no, I don't know you. And then I just- And I don't care to know you any further. And I actually don't have to to fix this situation. I can actually just close this conversation on my phone and in real life, it's gone. It's like magic. Isn't that fun? Yeah. It is kind of fun. I was like, wait, I don't have to spend time, energy and like, I don't have to get out my crystals to like maintain to manage my anxiety right now. This is fabulous. I can just push this away. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I, I think that's sort Turn of turn off that phone. Yeah. yeah, I'm practicing Stop. my virtual boundaries. <laughs> Done. It's true. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, virtual boundaries. Those are the boundaries that we're dealing with right now. Like when yeah. I'm saying boundaries, like because you don't really see anybody in person, or most <laughs> yeah, people those aren't. Boundaries anyways, are great. Yeah, they're all virtual, and I'm I'm dead serious. Like I taught a workshop on virtual domination recently, and for like it's like two and a half hours long like half of this class I talked about boundaries online boundaries really yes definitely like specifically like and this relates to people who aren't sex workers as well Mm -hmm. like casual texting is something that can get away from you so hard like Mm. so there are a lot of ways to like get around as how to how to limit that and have really strict boundaries around that and how to monetize it and how to get it to a place where you feel comfortable doing it and in mm-hmm. what circumstances you'll allow it and blah, 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 on and on but like casual texting so just like regular texting mm-hmm. um that for sure is some like if somebody's texting you all throughout the day and you do not want to be hearing from this person and they and they need it immediately and they mm-hmm. send the type of text that you don't want to receive mm-hmm. and they don't ask permission before doing something say like bend talking about a a certain topic or Mm. um, getting into something that might be, you know, like kind of triggering for you or you're not in the emotional headspace for, or maybe it's something that's like explicit that you're not just not in the place to receive. Like there are all different nuances surrounded texting um, that you can practice, like not only as me as a sex worker monetizing it, but uh, with clients, but also like that people can just practice in their everyday lives with their mm-hmm. friends, their family, their partners, their whomever. Mm-hmm. They're people that they're like starting to date. Like, yeah. So were, were you always like, was setting boundaries always something that you were great at or, or no. d- and like, I'm still not, I'm still learning. Oh, it's really? still a learning yeah. curve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Has, I, has working as a, as a pro dom because I feel like there, like professionally, you need to be setting boundaries and expectations and knowing like that's so important. And personally to yep. me, some people think boundaries, like not even in that context, but just anywhere people, I don't know. I feel like I'm a buzzkill so often when I want to set boundaries, but for me, boundaries are super sexy. Like you set a boundary now I'm like, great, we can have fun within these boundaries. Like, let's do this. this yeah. Awesome. Now I know what to do. Like the yeah. other person, like, like on the receiving end of somebody telling me their limits and boundaries, mm-hmm. I'm like, thank you. Because now I know what to do. Now I don't have to like, it kind of try and figure out and, and kind of try yeah. and navigate this thing. Like you've given me like really great specific instructions and maybe that's just how my personality works. I'm like, great uh, rules. Yay. Me like too. Yeah. now I'm, I know what to like, do. Yeah. <laughs> we can both enjoy the thing we're going to do. <laughs> right? Right. We can both be like, like who wants to play a board game if they don't know the rules, that's not fun versus right? like here are the rules of the board game. And now I know how we can win. Like that is and now so we fun. can play and, and we now can we can play, play together. Exactly. Imagine that. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to play a board game. I don't know. I'm like, okay, here's the, and now do I, whenever. I've not, when was the last time I played a board game? Clearly I don't have, I'm not hanging out with people. I need to play a board game. Um, but has, has working as a pro dom helped you set boundaries in your personal life or helped you like most definitely muscle. Yeah. 
muscle strength oh, yes. in that muscle. Yeah. Most definitely. Yes. And yes. Like that's something that, um, yeah, I have to use my boundaries and exert my boundaries a lot more on a like consistent basis as far as sex work goes. But mm-hmm. like, it just kind of reminds me that I'm like, Oh no, I need to be like doing this here as well. Like, why did I do it here and not here? You know what I mean? And I ah. constantly have to kind of, uh, make myself like not be contradictory in the way I do conduct my boundaries and whatnot in sex work versus like my personal life. Mm. So yeah, every day is a reminder that I'm like, Oh, I need to be doing this. <laughs> Like in my life as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm picturing you at work and like, then you just get like a little pop-up idea. You're like, oh yeah, maybe I should set a boundary with- I'm going to write this down. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. Just hold this for me. Yeah. Hold that thought. (laughs) Hold this. I literally tried to think of a tool. I love, I love seeing you try to think Did of Did you one. see this? Try. I was what are you holding was... right now? What are you holding? Okay. So I'm either holding um, a horse whip or I'm holding a flog, a flogger. Both things that exist. Well is the flogger like a breadboard? Is the is the flogger the one that looks like a breadboard? I work oh. at Spaghetti Factory. No, it's not. It has the holes. It has the holes. No, a flogger is like many tails. Oh damn it! That's what I was picturing. Many tails. The horse thing. Damn it. Uh, a whip. Well, yeah, a whip oh, like traditionally a has between like one and I think three or four tails. That's a whip. Mm. Anything like four and up, that's generally a flogger. Again, that's that's a a real generalization, but that's kind of the difference. A whip will have like more, most traditionally one, just one tail. Just one little. Or, or one long, and they're usually longer. Whips are a lot longer than floggers. Mm. Oh Um, yeah. They're the short. So that's a whip. Yeah. Flogger is kind of more short. They're like a couple feet long at most with lots of tails generally. Mm. And a whip is a longer thing. And it's like one or two or three. um, Or it's like one with like a couple tiny ones at the end. Oh, that's cute. Which is called the something, the flail, I think maybe, but. My when you were saying that I was picturing like a whip, I have thin hair. So that's like my ponytail. And then like the ponytail that I wish I had is like a flogger. Like I wish I just could like <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. live a beautiful flogger hair nice. around. And um, then okay. you were picturing a like a, you're picturing just a paddle. I feel a like a paddle. I was picturing, yeah, is a paddle, a paddle, is it different if it's um, a solid paddle versus uh, a Like a leather holy? one or something. Or like one with or holes, holes in it. it? Yeah. They all have kind it? of different, they all have kind of different, um, uh, like uh, different names, like, like a strap is kind of one that's traditionally more leathery. There's the toss that is kind of in between the two. Mm. Um, like there are a bunch of different kind of subsections, but mm-hmm. in general, a paddle, I guess is just something that's like wide and flat. Um, it can have holes in it. It cannot have holes mm. in it, whether you need how much aerodynamic. Aerodyn- um, yeah. You need, you need. <laughs> yeah. I learned that from some awful movie where they were like wanting to get into a fraternity. And I'm like, this go. is an awful use of this. Like you could be doing better. Did I you mean, ever- fraternity yeah. paddles are actually really good impl- impl- oh. impact implements. So yeah. Okay, great. Well, yeah. Sigma Chi, whatever, bring them over. There you go. You yeah. don't use them. You know, let's have somebody who knows how to use them, use them. That's I great. Could. You yeah, could. There you go. I'm curious, um, did the red room in 50 shades of gray, like drive you crazy? Or were you like, Oh, cool. Like this is a good depiction. Um, (laughs) like when I watch movies where I'm like, I know more about this topic than the people who made this movie. This is so infuriating. And I'm just thinking, 
Yeah. Did you hate the red room or were you like, I would play here. This is fun. Um, some elements of it were like, okay, some <laughs> like, oh, it's tough. It's tough. That movie's really, really tough to get through. Like pass. We can't it's, talk about this movie. <laughs> yeah. In so many different ways. That movie is so difficult um, for me to even, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's also my brain, so but problematic. Like it's like uh, also, and like the most abusive, the most like domestic yep. abuse. Like it's awful. So oh, let's, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, this it, movie but it's horrendous. also like, and I like how most people at this point can probably not most people, but some people, you know, have a more critical view of that movie, mm. which I love. Like people who aren't in a kink were, a lot of people I feel like now, some people maybe, I don't know, are kind of like, oh no, but that wasn't like accurate or and that was a bad representation of mm -hmm. cake like, like you did, which I love. Um, but like when I saw that, you know, it sucked and it was terrible, but mm. I feel like we also have to hold that standard that you're feeling about Fifty Shades right now. You have to hold that standard to like every like romantic comedy uh, wow. where there's like a reluctant romance, like because... Mm -hmm they're having all the same sorts of um, consent violations throughout those um, mm. that were, that were existing in 50 shades, but just the way it was presented in a kink context, um, they were more direct about a lot of them, but a lot of those elements exist in all our pop culture surrounding women mm -hmm. and romance and love and sex. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, if we're going to look at that movie, then we got to look at like every honestly romantic comedy like ever made oh, that's such a good point. with the same critical eye yeah um but yeah i don't know i could get down in that red room um <laughs> sure like some of the things didn't make sense whatsoever i'm like there isn't even just like a spanking bench like what where do we actually like like yeah. it's very weird like yeah there's there's a lot of weird shit going on there but um yeah I don't know how much more you want me to get into it. <laughs> I literally, it's funny because I, I didn't even. Do I have a tick? Was I ticking? <laughs> I feel like. Your eyes, your eyes were blinking SOS. You were like, yeah. I, I hate 50 shades of gray. And I was like, okay, we move. Okay. We're, okay. Okay. Good. We're moving. Okay. We're next segment. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> okay. We're talking. <laughs> oh my God. So funny. Okay. So you had, you had expressed, so podcast came first and then working as a professional dom. So mm -hmm. podcast. Okay. First of all, you've had your podcast for years, five years, four years, six years. Um, it's, uh, the about four over about four. four, maybe like four and a half at this point, four yeah, and a half four and a half years. Okay. Yeah. That is a long time. Says it the baby long. who started a podcast, like, I don't know what month it is anymore, but like not, not even a year. Um, okay. <laughs> what also I should, I'm so enjoying having a podcast. My next question sounds like I don't it right? I love it. I love it. I love it so much. I love it too. I, I love, love it. it. Um, what motivate, <laughs> I was going to say like, what motivates you to keep going? But like, I'm happy. Like I'm fine. <laughs> it's just like, what, what about podcasting? Do you love so much that makes you continue to do it for over 200 episodes? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just released the 247 today. <gasps> Congratulations. Crazy, right? Like that is, that's what, yeah. like, do you, are you ever like, no, I think it's just 47. Like, how is it 247? Oh, every time. Cause every time I go to type like the metadata, I go to type yeah. the number of the episode. I get it wrong every single oh, no. time, like way wrong too, way wrong. Like I put the other, like a week ago, I put, I actually put one 
40 something. And I'm like, yeah, this is right. And then I was like, whoa. You're like 40 weeks past that. Like you've been out of the hundreds for a while. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why. (laughs) But for me, like, I don't know. I, um, I'm not really great with reaching out to people Mm -hmm. for like purely social reasons. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way for me to be social, but also like in a way that feels comfortable for me, like as a beginning and an end. And (laughs) we have a project to do together that we're working on. Like that's a great (laughs) social time for me. Like, (laughs) and I'm good at it. Like Mm -hmm. I know how to host a podcast, so I feel confident. I can be in my own space, you know, like (laughs) I've done it enough that like, I know it's not going to be a disaster. It's really good for my like social anxiety. (laughs) stuff yeah totally totally um yeah and I I just like also um find everything about sex and sexuality really really interesting so that Mm -hmm. today for sure still stands um and I really like also being a platform for people's Mm -hmm. stories and people's voices that's a huge part of what I do um so that for sure is a thing I want to just keep like finding cool people and like having them do their thing on my podcast or on my stage like love that um it also just like I I picked a really good format where there's like not a lot of prep that needs to go into it like it's fairly low maintenance to keep going Mm. on a regular basis Mm -hmm. like when I first started doing the podcast I had like kind of all these brand ideas of doing different segments and like I was, you know, big into doing erotica at the time, like audio erotica. So I was like, I could like write a thing each week and like record it and put that in the middle. And like, you know, on this section, I could prepare like this whole thing. And like, and then I think it was actually my husband once again, with the wise (laughs) words that he was like, or he could just like, do something that's going to be really easy for you to keep doing again and again. Sustainable. Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) You're right. You're right. You're right. I got eager. I, I, you know. Yeah, you got excited, which is, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just been the same format since the very first episode. I'm like, Mm -hmm. we'll just sit down and talk about sex um, or like something to do with sex. Like, no pressure. We'll just vamp and chat. And that's very much what the show is today. So, um, yeah, all those things. And I think, you know, I, I get through editing very quick, pretty quickly at this point as well. So, you know, I do put a lot of hours in the podcast when I look at it, at it on a big scale, but really mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like I do because I enjoy it and mm-hmm. I get it done pretty efficiently at this point. And um, yeah, I like to chat with fun, interesting people and feature yeah. their stories. Yeah. Well, and sometimes editing, I don't know if you, I feel like when I'm editing the episodes, I'm getting to hang out with the guest all over again a little bit. Like, totally. And it depends you know. how far back I banked this episode. Right, like yes. right now I'm so far ahead. I'm so far ahead. So the ones I'm editing, I don't even remember this conversation whatsoever. So I'm legitimately <laughs> like enjoying it like a first time listener as yeah. I'm editing it. Cause it's like from like a month and a half ago. Yeah. So yeah, I for sure am finding that. And I text the person too. I'm like, oh, editing our yeah. episode. This part was so funny. Do you remember it? And they're like, no. I'm like, I didn't either until today. I didn't either. I promise. That's it. But I just remembered it today. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I find the same thing. And I think you actually shared this on question box I think was the episode that oh, I was listening to that you look at you yeah listen my anxieties make me do lots of prep uh <laughs> and then still need crystals um yeah. but I think <laughs> you had shared 
And I, while you were saying it, it was a moment where I was like, oh, me too, me too, me too. Like, yes. Is that you, you were sharing that like you feel, and I don't, I'm completely paraphrasing. I don't want to put these words in your mouth, but you were sort of sharing how you, how making friends is ho- fucking hard. I'm adding the fucking, it it's hard and hard to know if you are friends with people, like if people think you're That's their true. friend, you know, and, and it is so much easier. And it's incredible how many people have said this also to me. It's like, it's so much easier reaching out and saying, Hey, um, I have this thing. Do you want to meet up and yep. work on it versus, Hey, want to yep. meet up period. And feeling like, am I going to be worth the minutes they spend with me? And that's, yeah. Am I going to be entertaining enough? Yeah. Are they going to have fun? Are they going to enjoy Ugh. themselves? What are we going to do? Like, when so is it going to end? Of, like, yeah. When do we stop hanging? How out? do we yeah. stop hanging out? Like how, <laughs> all oh of my the God. Things. All yes. of this. Yes. When, when like six feet hangout park hangouts became a thing, which I haven't really done yet. But like when that became like, people can do that. Yep. I remember thinking, oh, maybe I'll reach out to this friend. They're living alone. And I thought, oh, that'd be nice. And we, and they don't live very far. We could meet at the park separate, you know, perfect separate towels and we can meet outside. And my first, my first like anxious question to my partner was like, yeah, but how do, how do I know when they want it to end? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I know when they want the hangout to end? And he's like, they will say they have to go. And I was like, no, but what if they feel pressured and they don't, they can't, what if I want to go and I can't say it, are we just going to hang out yeah. in the park for seven hours? And then I know. I, what do I do for seven hours? I need to prepare. Like it's exhausting. I know. And I'm, I'm exactly the same way. So know what I do um, mm. specifically when I know I'm like, not like the most relaxed and comfortable with the person, <laughs> like it's a new friend, maybe, yeah. you know, or yeah. whatever, maybe it's their first hangout or a second. Like, so I'm still feeling weird about it. Yeah. What I usually do is like, Hey, um, so let's have a park hangout. I'm like, uh, I have, you know, the, I have the afternoon f- free until this time. So yes. I'm like, I'm like, cool. Like, so they're like, Hey, yeah. Like does 3 PM work for you? I'm like, I'm like, yes. But just so you know, I have a heart out at, at five. And they're like, great. And I'm like, great. Like, wonderful. But I don't. I don't. You don't. Yeah. And then if it no, goes a little later, just, you're like, okay. But that's what I just need to do to, for yeah. me to feel comfortable and be like, two hours? Love it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But beyond three hours, I'd be like, are we, what, I uh, do you, no, I'm, no, I'm good to hang out more, more uh, like. are you looking am I looking are you are we yeah did you oh I thought oh I thought you made this motion I thought you looked at your watch I thought you grabbed your purse and like started to rifle through it I thought you dared to look anywhere other than my pupils so I thought you didn't want to be in my presence I I basically thought that you wished me dead so I guess we'll just end this and lose my number you hate me oh my god is it the amount of time okay so does does not having a hard out stress you out more or is it about like the amount of time get you know what I mean if you had like a three-hour hang with no hard out or you had like a five-hour hang with a hard out what that was an awful phrasing but like what scares what makes you more nervous yeah I think know what it is for me um Mm. it's the moment where I start feeling like it's emotionally laborious for me Mm. I never want to feel like that Mm. um and maybe that's something sex work has taught me that I don't need to just sit there and feel that. Mm. You know what I mean? So 
I do that like an, I've, I think maybe that's a new thing that I've been doing in my social life as well. I'm like, no, I won't give emotional labor that I don't have because mm-hmm. we all have kind of, we're all operating with limited spoons right now, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's something we have to be like extra cautious about with ourselves. So I'm now like me doing that being like, cool, I have two hours um, to give to this. That's just like me um, preemptively like, taking care of myself Mm. right that's me doing Mm -hmm. self-care um and that's what I that's how I want my friendships to operate Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like you know I'm that it it's difficult for me in some way to be there Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that to a person (laughs) can you imagine if one of your friends was like it's emotionally laborious um, this conversation that's the last thing you want right and that's my fear that all my friends think exactly being my friend is emotionally it's difficult yeah. 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 yeah right mm-hmm. so that's something I do for myself but also because I just want to have I want to authentically enjoy my time with this person mm-hmm. so I want to set myself up for success as far as that goes mm-hmm. has <laughs> having the pod <laughs> no my brain no I like when you were saying it I was like oh <gasps> Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the whole, that's the liquid courage part. It's like, great. I have a podcast. That's my liquid courage to ask people to talk there to me. There you like, go. And I, I, yeah. and I so hard identified with that when I realized like that was kind of your premise with yeah. this. I was like, oh yeah, I feel that. Yep. <laughs> like, I get that. I love that. I'm like, yes. Has having your podcast for so long, has it helped in that department at all? Feel like, oh, I, I do have things to offer in a conversation. People do enjoy being around me. Look, I have it on tape. Like people enjoy their yeah, time. I have physical evidence. <laughs> I, have phys- I have 247 physical evidences, <laughs> pieces of evidence. Like, um, no, because my brain still does that thing <laughs> where it's like, well, that's me putting it on. Right. Oh my God. Me too. When people yeah, are so like, obviously yes, I'm like, yeah. yeah, if I'm like on, I know people love talking to me. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. like if they knew the real me, uh, that's my brain as well. <laughs> yes. Well, you said that on, again, on question box. You Did said, I? I got real vulnerable in that. Was, that oh episode. my God. And another, what a great premise too. But I think it was, I'm so sorry. Is it Kate? Who's Kate, one of the Kate co-hosts? Sloan. Kate. Yep. So, and Kate had said to you, it's surprising that you feel that way, that people don't like you or you worry about that because you're such a likable person and you, and I, and this sounds like a very humble brag, but I mean it because I'm like, help me, Aaron. Um, that. <laughs> I feel people have said that to me. I'm like, fix me. Help me, Lady Pim. Um, that people have said that they're like, what do you mean? Everybody likes you. And I'm like, yeah, but of course they like the people pleaser. Watch me turn that off and let's see what the you think you're gonna like me then. I'm like, okay. Like that doesn't (laughs) aid any of this. And when you said that, I resonated so hard with that. I was like, of course you like the party host, but what about when I'm a guest and I sit down and I do nothing? Then do you like me? Yes. Right, right. And I know, and I mean, like, logically, like, I, I mean, same, I'm gonna, you know, tell you and your guests that like, I'm fine. Mental health wise, my, my baseline is yeah. pretty great. Like, We're even, fine. even, even now, like, no. I'm, I'm doing really great, really good, actually. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we all, we all have those little insecurities that mm-hmm. like, you know, those little voices, those little like self saboteurs, you know, mm-hmm. that, that get at us and that kind of drive a lot of our like say social interactions. Ugh. And I'm, I'm as, as publicly as I am like super sociable, 
and um, super high functioning as mm-hmm. far as like social stuff goes and like just busy, busy, busy all the time. Like as much as I present that way, I feel that too, for sure. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just have to be like, no more <laughs> for you right now. I started doing a and then I was like, is that awful on a podcast? And then I just, yeah, sort of, what's this going to do the audio the mic, later? Yeah, I'm like, oh my God. I'm the one that has to Everyone edit left. Oof, yeah. I do this to myself. <laughs> That's like what anytime I, I like, sometimes I like clap on a podcast just because yeah. I'm excited. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, why am I like, why do I do this to myself? Yeah. yeah. Then I'm editing. I'm like, you idiot. Like, why are you, you clapping? Why are you clapping? Literally why are you snapping? Like, God. Yeah. I'm like, if you're going to laugh, move away from the mic. You know, you have a loud laugh, Amanda. You know it. Says, oh, you're talking God. to the loud laugher. So yeah. I love there. your laugh. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so good. I'm excited to edit your laugh. Is that, is I, that might, weird I, I know I clocked that I scream laughed once so far. So <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're, good luck. You're such a podcaster. I screamed and <laughs> I, I was like, oh shit, I'm the worst. Yeah. <laughs> you thought you're like, good luck, Amanda. Um, yeah, I'm going to yeah. enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to message you when I'm editing that moment and be like, I just hit it. Yay. I just hit, I just hit the scream laugh and it was great. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. In a month and a half, because these are so far away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll forgot having yeah. even been on this episode. <laughs> like, do you remember this? And you'll be like, no, I'm like, you're doing no. to me what your guest did to you. And we need to, <laughs> we need to recognize that we need, <laughs> well, that's call you out on this right Yeah. Now. You need to call. I actually find often like if I'm talking, if somebody is talking to me about, so if I share an insecurity and they hear it and then they share, they're like, Hey, I'm also insecure about that. And somehow then I find myself giving them advice. I'm like, why am I not following this advice myself? And it's sort of therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. But you know what? That's interesting because I actually, I taught a workshop um, about, uh, it's called domination for switches. So switches meaning you play both as a dominant and a submissive, which Mm. is something I do. So um, I kind of talked about this concept of basically of listening to yourself. because like when you're submitting, for example, it's really common to just like want that feeling, say of like letting go of like, you know, giving over the keys, like loss of control of like being present of like profound connection with the person you're playing with of like Mm. groundedness of like openness of like surrender of like all of these feelings that are like a lot easier for a lot of us to accomplish when we're like submitting or we're in a Mm. submissive headspace but I was talking about how can we apply like these same things that we've learned and that we practice on the regular uh, as subs how can we incorporate those into our doming so Mm. one of the things that I was saying I was talking about like emotional vulnerability and how you can incorporate that into your doming and how that's only going to enhance the way you dominate. So something I was talking about was like, be the, be the dom that you want to be domed by, you know, Mm. Um, in certain circumstances, like this isn't always going to work, but like when you have somebody that is enjoying really vibing on a kink that you also like to bottom for, like allow yourself to really listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth when you're dominating them and allow them to affect you on like an emotional level, like Mm. really open yourself up to like being healed in real time during a scene when you're topping. I don't know. Something you said made me think of that. That was (laughs) like no don't you clap oh my god. i don't know it almost clapped huge, i did i was like because that made me laugh so hard oh my <laughs> god i was 
I mean, also I'm so sweaty from this tequila, but me like, too. Very. Oh my gosh. So the sweaty. sweatiest. But, Thank you for allowing but, me to wipe my yeah, face. I was like, yeah, without but, judgment. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have a cloth. Um, that was such a beautiful, that beautiful. I was in it. Like I was so deep in listening to that. And you're like, I don't know, something you have said that. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> like, no, that's I'm me like, too. That's anything, anything profound that I do, I immediately dismiss as like, oh no, it's nothing. Don't look at me. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what like I'm you. talking about. Piece <laughs> of garbage on like a Snapple label. I don't know what that was. I don't even say that wasn't even yeah. my idea. That was your idea. <laughs> like what? It's like, that was fucking beautiful. I was in it. Like I was. Thank you. And that was kind of the thesis of that class. And like, I didn't realize that was what I was going to, that was what the class was going to be about until I was like writing it. And I was like three quarters of the way writing it when I got there. And I was like, oh, this is what this class is about. You're like, nailed it. Yeah. I was like, found it. Yeah. Because sometimes I pitch a class. Uh, she hears that and she's like yeah great booked and I'm like cool now I have to like actually like come up with a lesson plan I was like I literally don't you know I wrote her a very small paragraph (laughs) when I pitch it and like then I have to really figure it out you know so it 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 worked that time yeah nailed it (laughs) that one you're like am I a genius I mean, am I? Good I mean, enough? I'm just kidding. This is nothing. It's a piece of crap. But like, am I a piece of crap genius? Like, but also, but also, I'm a genius. <laughs> like, also, uh, does is anyone bringing me an Oscar? What's happening here, Tony? Can I get something? Um, okay. Um, okay. So I surprise. I need approval from others. I'm like, literally, <laughs> this is so on brand right now. I'm like exhausted by my own narratives. Um, okay, but. It, but no, it ties into this. And I really want to ask you about this. I'm yeah. Back of my neck. I'm into it. I'm into it. Back of my neck. You're great. You're doing great. So I'm dying. Like, <laughs> if you see me playing with my hair a lot, <laughs> that's the reason why. Like, seriously? I'm like, how can I get my hair where it's not touching <laughs> my, skin. my skin? Like, honestly, my whip hair right now is so, st- like, everything's sticky. I had, yeah. Okay. It's great. It's going to be fine. Okay. Listen, I need (laughs) approval from everybody. And this is something like, how are you doing this? Um, I'm fanning my back. I'm also wearing like high-waisted shorts. Oh no. Why didn't I lie? I should have lied and said they were high-waisted pants, like to add layers. I'm just going to pull, like, you can't even see. You know what? I I wouldn't have believed you're wearing, you're wearing pants. I wouldn't have believed that. I'm like, like, no, you're not. Look at you. You're (laughs) not. I know you're you're the type of person who's going to sweat and you are not wearing (laughs) pants. There's no way you're right. Oh, there's no way. Okay. I need a lot of approval from everybody. No, just Mm -hmm. my loved ones. Uh, Probably everybody to a certain extent. Let's just be real honest here. So I find that when I find something that's like authentically me, like I want to do this, this is me. This is what I love. My first thought is, okay, but will everybody be okay with it? Like before I do it. And that's Mm. small things. That's getting a tattoo that, which I still haven't done. I will. Uh, that's like, fam- I will, list. as long as all my loved ones sign the permission form, I'm still waiting yeah, exactly. for people to be returned. I don't know where they are. They're outstanding. Can't go on the trip. Um, and so I think sex work is something that is so misunderstood and very mm-hmm. like under-respected by most people who don't really mm-hmm. know anything about it. And so mm-hmm. I think it is so like, so fucking admirable for you to think this is something that is authentically me and this is what I want to do and what makes me happy and I'm going to do it. And 
I am wondering, were you always somebody who like did what you wanted to do despite what other people thought is my, is my question. I mean, in, in some ways, yes, in some ways, no, for sure. Um, I think I am similar to you in that when I like get an idea, um, I'm like, I'm doing this 110%. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like that is very me, like, um, like going into acting, you know, that was something that like short-lived perhaps, but maybe, I know I still do the stage show. So I do a lot of, actually do a lot I'm of stuff improviser. that I, you know, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, stuff like that. Um, like I owned a restaurant for a small time where I was like, just like got that idea. And suddenly I was like, okay, I'm owning a restaurant and like, I don't care. I'm just doing it and it's going to work. And then, you know, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I think like, you know, sex work was another one of the things that I was just like, yes, at this part of my life, that's like hundred percent what I'm passionate about mm -hmm. and I'm just going to do it. Um, I think once again, I'm like super quote unquote lucky, uh, mm -hmm. to have surrounded myself with people that understand me. And, mm -hmm. um, like for instance, like any time where somebody, you know, asked me like what I did for a living or, mm -hmm. or I like felt the need to like come out to them. Mm -hmm. Most people were like, yeah, I see that for you. Like I, really? they're like, yeah, they're like, yeah. Oh, I thought you were doing that already. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, good. Great. Yeah. I like, so how did that feel Erin? Like, how did that, like, I would feel so seen. How did that feel to be like, Oh, like, specifically this is such a weird thing to remember because like i'm not super super close with ben sosa right but i love him um he's a he's a comedian and yeah, like i've I'm had him on the pod afar. yeah 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 yeah. so me too i was fan from afar but we've connected you know i've had him on bed posts and i had him on the podcast and uh, matt my husband matt actually loves him too and that's kind of like matt saw him, you know he's like oh he's got like huge potential like he is a star he's an what actual star like and i was like what wait who okay i need to find this guy now and like get him to do all my stuff you know um so anyways but, like sorry, but matt is like a fucking psychic this is like the third time where you're like, <laughs> he's matt, a talent psychic like, yes! yes he's he a is. talent psychic like how yeah he's predicting all these things and you're you're like yep yep okay. like the first time he saw kaya green um oh, perform so they are uh, so good yeah um matt was like yeah matt had the same thing matt was like Kai will now be booked on like every single one of my shows mm. you're going for that they are available for because <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like, the, like star, star quality, same Absolutely, thing. But anyway, yeah. so I, I think, um, I, I got Ben to like do, I was doing sex toy review thing. Um, it's on hiatus now, but whatever, I'm going back to it eventually. COVID it's my excuse for everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, well he, yeah, we were talking and I just was like, well, I'm doing, I'm doing sex work now. And he's, and just the way he was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I was yeah, like, I already knew that. Yeah. Like, like, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, like, I don't know why his sticks in my head. But yeah. That has happened to me a lot where people are like, oh, yeah, no, that's not surprising. So I think I've surrounded myself with people mm -hmm. that, um, you know, know me and, and generally understand and accept what I'm doing. So mm. I feel kind of freer to be able to kind of 
just go ahead and do and not have to worry about that. Again, mm-hmm. that's a super privileged place to be coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, like my mom uh, is like my biggest fan ever. Like she's commenting really? on my Twitter posts, like on my work <gasps> Twitter posts. Really? She's commenting like beautiful, like <gasps> gorgeous. Like Mama Pim, in- that's so nice. She's the best. Yeah. Honestly, she's like the sweetest, most accepting person so I've definitely been dealt some amazing cards mm-hmm. uh, as far as people in my life goes so um, yeah, were your parents and- surprised or were your parents were your parents like yep we we knew yeah no again not surprised yeah um knew the other things I was getting up to um you know and wasn't a huge leap for them mm-hmm. so uh <laughs> So I might think like, whoa, deciding to go into sex work, like that's yeah. a crazy decision. For me, it honestly didn't feel like a huge jump. Yeah. And that's reflected in me coming out to people like <laughs> way that people so easily yeah. accepted that, you know? Yeah. So it's not, it wasn't that big of a, you know, departure than mm-hmm. people might think. Mm-hmm. Well, and it just yeah. sounds like your loved ones really know who you are, like know you. And so then if you're doing something that's authentic to you, they're like, yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. How is it like navigating? Because of course, when you go into it, you're going to figure out what your own boundaries are. Like what you talked about, everybody gets to decide, here's what I want to do. Here's what I don't want to do. How is it, how is it like having the conversations about what maybe like your husband's boundaries were for you? Or did you ever feel like those boundaries didn't align and you wanted to do things that maybe he wasn't comfortable with and having to figure out how to like navigate those situations? Yeah, that's like an ongoing conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, that was definitely part of what informed me to go into professional domination because I could do it where I wasn't doing full service because I'm not Mm -hmm. a full service dominatrix. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that was something that where we had similar boundaries surrounding what Mm -hmm. my sex work might look like. So that was kind of an easy one. We didn't really come up against where like, oh, well, I would like to do like full service. And he was like, well, I wouldn't necessarily be comfortable with that that didn't mm-hmm. happen again just I guess luck so, no, it's um, so wonderful. but but yeah that that happened to work out um mm-hmm. and um yeah like he's generally really great like like what has been more the conversation is like just me um because like right now uh, I do a lot of my sex work from home, right? Mm-hmm. So he's here a lot of the time that yeah. I'm doing sex work. So the new thing we've had to kind of navigate is like, okay, well, I try to book a lot of it when he's not here, but if he's here, I try to give him a heads up and mm-hmm. I try to just be like, okay, I'm going to do it here. So, you know, you can be like wherever, um, or, <laughs> Over you there, know, get out, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, or it's like something with like, I do a lot of texting mm. correspondence and domination and stuff like that. So I'm like, um, you know, he's like, well, let's, whatever, watch the show. And I'm like, just so you know, I'm going to be texting throughout it. Like, yeah. so you know, I'm going to kind of have half my attention. So if you're cool with that, then let's do it. If not, then let's watch it after, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or do something else that doesn't require my full attention, like mm-hmm. from you, from your perspective. So if anything, that's kind of been the conversation. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, of me doing sex work like in this space. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's what's the yeah. new reality? Yeah. yeah, like what is that sort of one of the most challenging things about having to do sex work at home now? Kind of COVID. Yeah, yeah. is like just, just logistical scheduling. Like yeah, and like you know when Matt's here because Matt's kind of here half the time. So when Matt's here, I want to spend time with him too. It's not just of like course. okay, how do I do sex work when Matt's here? It's that I don't want to do sex work when Matt's here because I want to yeah. be spent. I don't want. I want to have my full attention. Uh, attention with Matt you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it's navigating that too like I you know if if I'm accepting like a session when Matt's here I'm like I'm gonna charge more I just I am because it's more and more emotional labor for me yeah yeah because um again like with boundaries you know and yeah something that's nice about being an independent person and independent like pr- where your job is where you're independently working mm-hmm. you can set your rates you know willy-nilly essentially you mm-hmm. want to have consistency but also <laughs> yeah. um you know some consistency but also like sometimes yeah. who cares right like, five dollars five thousand <laughs> like i don't know it's a tuesday, uh, but, uh, it's a tuesday and i'm yeah, fine with it because i said so and i'm a yeah. dominatrix and yeah. my word is bond yeah. yeah and you have to do what yeah. i say yeah i get away have, with yeah. a lot with that dominatrix thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you're like you're gonna do what i say this is what it's it is. the reason it's I'm like, happening. it doesn't need to be because a reason I I'm saying it. So. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Get with the program. I love like, it. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, hey, I thought your rate went up. And last time I'm like, yeah, it did. You're like, like, what did go you back say down to me? next yeah. week. I don't care. Yeah. I don't know. It's my rules. It's my world. You live in it. Get it. Get. And they're like, I love this. I'm coming back. <laughs> what's like, what have you like learned about yourself or what's been unleashed in yourself since like working as a pro dom? Like, I already feel confident um, in just that tiny little situation I just talked, I just said. Like, <laughs> right? Or it's, or it's um, my drink, but like, I feel confident. It's a shitty, shitty drink. My shitty piss drink. My piss with seeds. It's disgusting. If anyone's watching this episode on YouTube right now, and also like I spilled it everywhere and it's dripping on my leg, it's disgusting. Then you can see this drink. Yeah, anyway. I can. If, it's yeah. not great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> look at oh there's only two the seeds. seeds in this one that's oh yeah good. there's one in your belly <laughs> there are three before <laughs> i saw two, no <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm kidding oh um what was the question no. um yes what have you learned yeah so much learn? more than my like, piss drink please yeah what have you learned about yourself or like no, what have you discovered um that people like drinking my piss um <laughs> my piss drink um <laughs> one might say my piss drink and that's what I say when I'm dominating golden scenes too I'm like you like my piss drink with my lemon seeds <laughs> my, my little lemon, lemon seeds my... there you can steal that if you want that to be a new thing you could steal that thank lemon you seed. I might but maybe don't um, I think business will go very very down like I don't <laughs> think people will come back <laughs> no you don't think they'll like that <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um but like yeah stuff we've said before about boundaries for sure mm-hmm. I've learned but um also I've just I think I've developed um along the way like just confidence in my skills like mm-hmm. you know like we were saying earlier like imposter syndrome for sure was a thing when I started mm-hmm. out and I was like do I really like have anything to offer and even like starting kink education I did that kind of more after I started pro-doming uh doing kink classes and workshops as well but like you know I had those moments when I was like do I really have anything to teach people like do any does you know do I really have anything to say that kind of mm-hmm. a thing um and over me doing sex work like over the past couple of years I've realized that I really do I really do have a lot to say um mm-hmm. surrounding kink um so 
that's for sure something that I've gained. I've like learned and gained more confidence doing. Mm. And, you know, the more you like a common question I get is like, how do I get confidence to, Mm. you know, top a scene to dominate a person? How do I get that confidence? And I'm like, well, how I got it was because, well, A of all, I have some training that is translatable, but also, um, the more you practice your skills, again, the more you work those muscles, the more you're going, it's going to feel easier and you're going to be more confident doing it. And you're going to be able to feel freer um, and it's going to feel more natural. So same thing with dominating. It's the same thing with facilitating kink scenes. Like, so over the, you know, over the years that I've been doing it professionally, I'm just gaining more and more confidence in my skills because mm-hmm. I'm literally like in rehearsal, you know, yeah. I'm literally in basketball practice. Like every time I do a session, yeah. I'm, I'm practicing all my skills, you know, mm. and that can be from like fine skills to like, you know, more kind of nebulous stuff, like role play stuff, um, dirty talk, like every little kind of nuance in there. I, I believe that's true for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just the more you do it, the better you will get just like anything. Yeah. Really. Yeah, There's no just, like magical, mystical answer. It's mm-hmm. just like practice and you'll get better. Yeah. yeah. It's like, keep sucking at it till you don't suck anymore. There you <laughs> or go. maybe you don't suck in the beginning, but like keep doing it till you don't feel like you suck anymore. Yeah. Just keep and be like healthier. You know what? I feel like I really cheapened your answer. <laughs> I feel like your answer was really great. <laughs> I, just, I feel like I just ruined it. I'm like, yeah. Just sucked yeah. it up. <laughs> Just, just keep doing shit until you don't feel like a piece of shit, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. You Profound. know? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah. Yes. I so, yeah. Um, oh my God. Okay. Well, I know we are, I'm wrapping, wrapping up with you. I'm so sad. I don't want to Aaron. Okay. This has been up. lovely. So nice. Like, yeah. I was so nervous. I was like sweating. <laughs> and then I was also like, I remember reaching out to you being like, She's going to think who's this fucking stranger. And then I thought, no, no. She, she has a podcast, but I genuinely, like I've worked with your husband, but I'm like, she doesn't know who I am. I've just been admiring her from afar forever. And no, but I, your, your I'm podcast like, was on my radar. And then uh, I, and then I knew I recognized you. And I just, once again, asked Matt, I'm like, do you know Amanda? He's like, yeah, she's great. I'm like, great. Great. All you or like anyone needs is like really just Matt sign off. To be like, yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, great. Great. Okay. This is a superstar. This is what I should do in my line of work. Um, Actually speaking (laughs) of the, yeah, anything. Um, Okay. So in an episode that we had with um, Erica Gellert, we- Yes. uh, Love Erica. Yeah. I know. Right. She's so great. Um, She's cutie. Oh, she's so attractive. Oh, she's a babe. She's a babe. And she's no idea, I feel like. And that I'm like- babe sometimes i see a picture on instagram where i'm like oh no she does know but oh you think like she knows she's a babe. sometimes you know what? i hope like, she oh, knows she, she's a babe. oh this is a thirst trap because this is like insanely hot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she also wears she knows what jeans, she's doing. like nobody i know i'm like how are those not giving you cramps like i love levi jeans but by like hour four i'm like i have period cramps now like they're so tight <laughs> and they don't stretch like what's going on it doesn't matter what fit anyway whatever that's just my own Sidebar. Levi's sponsor this episode, this whole podcast and send me proper jeans. Um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, during that episode, it, I, it, it dawned on me that if I'm having a podcast where people drink, then people have to go pee. So she, uh, needed to pee obviously, which is like, human, <laughs> like 
right and need uh and so in the middle while she's going pee i like popped in a little riddle and whoever won that riddle got to ask you a question uh so our winner is also another like professionally psychic person like he will say you should do this and then they go do it and it they've launched he's launched twitch careers he's fabulous <laughs> Uh, so his name is David Guthrie. I'm a big fan. Great. Of him. And hi, David. Hi, David. Hello. Uh, hello. So welcome to the podcast. Uh, so he wanted to ask you, what does success mean to you? What does it look like for you? Success. Whew. Besides money, honey. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, um, like a lot of us, you know, struggle with like balance and, mm-hmm trying to figure out what will make you happy you know Mm -hmm. um so i think i all the ways i kind of figure out whether i'm quote unquote successful or not i think it's surrounding you know more like mental health type stuff Mm -hmm. um and you know whether i yeah my own happiness is like a gauge around that um always work in progress of course. Um, but yeah, I think like, and as far as success, like that's like life success stuff, but, um, and, and stuff like, am I able to like express myself in all the ways like I need to, and all the ways that like serve me, like, you know, creatively, sexually, all that socially, all that kind of stuff. Um, and of course, um, the connections that I have in my life, um like right now it just happened to be in a really great space as far as like polyamory stuff is going like I started seeing a new person kind of um earlier this year or late last year I'm like that's going really well so I feel like in a really great place like in a lot of different like aspects of my life it feels really like successful if you want to use that word but Mm -hmm. as far as like success finding success in sex work I mean, there's no real measure, no like hard measure of what that looks like. Because again, it's like a lot of people present a certain way. It's a very manicured kind of presentation mm-hmm. or online personas, right? It's very edited mm-hmm. and curated, right? Um, and I get that a lot that like people like point to me when they're like, oh, a Dom who's only been a pro for two years, like mm-hmm. you are you're a successful dominatrix. How did you do that? I'm like, well, I present that way. So that's part of it. And you have to like you, that's how you kind of have to do it as far as I'm concerned. But on the other hand, I do feel really successful in that I'm doing the type of work that I really feel passionate about and I'm doing it within my boundaries. Once Mm -hmm. again, coming back to this boundaries conversation, it's like, I'm navigating this type of work in a way that feels great to me. And like that can look different for everybody practicing sex work, doing sex work. Mm -hmm. I'm doing what feels great to me. So for me, that feels like I'm successful. Like, and I don't think there's any, you know, general measure again of success that people need to get to, to -hmm. be a success, like a certain number of Twitter followers or, you know, making this much money. That's not how I measure it. How I measure it is do I feel happy? Do I feel mm-hmm. again, the same way I measure like success in my personal life. So mm-hmm. I do feel successful actually in my job right now and hell yeah, knock on wood in my personal life as well. So that's fantastic. I think it's hard sometimes to just say like, I feel successful and happy 
period. Like, I don't feel guilt about it. I know I don't want to jinx it, but yeah, like the, it's just like, (laughs) I think I'm just going to sit in it. All right. And uh, what's going to happen? Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. And I mean, again, I have struggles like everybody does. Like we've talked about a few of them. So I for sure have that. But in general, in general, I just feel um, things are going, things are coming up. Yeah. Coming up, Aaron. Coming up, Aaron Pim slash Lady Lady Pim. Well, and I don't think success (laughs) has to mean like, like void of anything you wish was a little different. I don't even think that's possible, you know? So you're always going to have, yeah. yeah. Nothing's perfect. Nobody's perfect. So. Um, well, my last question to you from myself, that was from David Guthrie. This Thank you, David. From me. Thank you, David. Thank you, David G. Um, good question. Is, a good qu- right? Good question, Dave. David. Yeah. David Guthrie. Good on you. Um, is, you actually touched on this earlier, and which I loved. And I was like, Kate, just wait till the end to ask you this. Hold off. But I think... <laughs> <laughs> Have some goddamn restraint, woman. God damn it, hold back. Also, I need to stop prefacing my questions before I ask them because nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. I do it's that in everyday just a life. Conversation with yourself. In my happening. own head. So have a solo podcast if I'm gonna do that. If I'm having guests on, let's say the question and then we will suffix it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the other word of a preface is. Epilogue it. No, I don't know. Who cares? A lot of sure. us have sure. A lot of us have. I think it's very common to have trouble in like getting in touch with your sexuality, with your sexy self, like learning what you like, what you don't like, all those things. And so I want to ask you as a pro dom, as a kink educator, as Lady Pym, as Aaron Pym, all those things, um, what is a piece of advice that you would give people to help them like to get in touch more with their sexy selves? Um, I would... One thing you can do um, as far as like your kinky self, getting in touch mm. with your kinky self is get a hold of like a kinky checklist. Um, and this is something you can do for yourself. This is something you can do that's common to do like when you're entering a relationship with someone, you want to see kind of what you have in common. Um, any kinky checklist is basically just talking about a bunch of different kinks and, you know, they can be different Um, you can get different checklists. Some are more detailed than others, but you basically do like check off like, yes, no, maybe basically on each one. And it's meant, um, not as like, you know, any sort of contract or anything like that, or like consent contract specifically, but it's meant to like begin a conversation to like open up conversation between two people or just opening up, um, you know, a dialogue with yourself to, uh, just uh, be open to explore um, and just to like further analyze. Um, so that's something that you can do as far as kink stuff goes. Um, also, uh, body scans are a really good thing that you can do. Mm. So um, a body scan, like at its, it's a, it's rooted mostly like in meditative practices, but you basically just go from the top of your head to down your toes, or you can do it all over the place or start from one end or the other. It doesn't matter, but you're basically just checking in with what your body's doing. Um, and you can do it just kind of completely neutral like that, just to kind of feel grounded, more connected to uh, more in your body, kind of less out of your head, more in your body. So you can do it just kind of from a neutral state, or you can do it while um, you're self-pleasuring, also known as masturbating, or you can um, um, just thinking about certain 
situations or certain people and just kind of taking note and realizing what your body is doing when you're mm-hmm. th- thinking about certain things and why this is good is because it kind of um, helps you figure out the things that your body is really responding positively to um and you know and and in what ways versus the things that it's not or it's neutral about um you know or feels disconnected from so it's going to help you think about basically figuring out between like okay are the things I'm doing the things I want to be doing the things I really Mm -hmm. want to be doing the things I'm really excited about the things my body wants to do um, versus just the things I do you know um, kind of out of habit or it's my default or you know it's in my box so I do it like Mm -hmm. um, versus um, you know things that might be out of the box that might be kind of against the grain of what you've been taught or you're cultured um, Mm -hmm. towards you know or what your messaging has been as far as like sexuality or gender gender roles for instance is something um, that's worth thinking twice about Mm -hmm. Um, and just kind of check in with your body about about all that stuff and that can be done you know just by yourself tonight Mm -hmm. lying on your bed you know Mm -hmm. Um, it's just to check in with yourself that's something that I recommend for people as far as sex and sexuality goes, whether you're partnered or you're not, or you have multiple partners or you're kinky or you're not just um, do regular check-ins with yourself surrounding the way you're practicing your sex life. Um, Mm. Just to, so that you can further kind of adapt and cater and figure out um, how to do it, you know, quote unquote better or more Mm. pleasurable or, with less uh, emotional labor or stress. Um, so that's, that's like a really bare bones version of how you can mm-hmm. start exploring that. Well, I also think, thank you. I think that's actually really, you say bare bones, but I think that was a really generous response, especially because I know you teach workshops on this and I feel very fortunate and privileged that you would, <laughs> all, would seriously offer up. When I asked, I was like, am I asking her to teach me for free? Like I sort of feel rude. I just realized (laughs) I'm like asking her to give me her knowledge for, I just, so it's very generous. I really appreciate it. And I think those are such beautiful. Yeah. That was such a beautiful answer. Again, you're like, I don't know. I'm like, my or it's crap. I don't know. Right on a fortune cookie. Yeah, right on. Exactly. Right on a fortune cookie in uh, February before COVID and uh, it's not applicable anymore. Um, Well, uh, well, Aaron, this has, been I was about to be like to say this was a joy is an understatement. Is it the biggest a, understatement? Blah, blah, blah. Also, one time I took a sip and I felt a seed go in of my new one, and I was like, "Oh no! Oh no! Oh, now I got seeds. seeds. Seeds in my stomach. Uh, I don't know what that <laughs> accent was. I can't do accents, but I can if you want to hire me as an actor. <laughs> Ooh, really good at accents. No, just kidding. Um. Aaron, thank you so like thank you so so much for doing this for jumping on board like not even really knowing me and I like seriously just being like well, I know you I know you a little bit now yeah you know, little, little tidbits you knew that I was like Matt approved and now you know little tidbits about me uh, I do which, which is like that's I honestly think that during these conversations, I uh, am more myself and get to know the other person more than probably if we hung out casually for like a year. So 
It's such a gift. I would love to chat with you again. I will reach I out love that. Plan, and we'll make a heart out and we'll just see each other in that moment. Like we'll know. Great. Like, I'll celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Liquid Courage podcast. If you liked what you heard, please help me out by leaving a rating or a comment on your Apple podcast app or on YouTube or wherever you might be listening from. And if you're like me and you have an awful memory or you just don't want to have to remember when the next episode comes out, hit that subscribe button and the newest episode will automatically download for you. Just like magic. I love it. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Liquid Courage Podcast and on Twitter at Liquid C Podcast. And if you're still listening, I want to remind you that a pandemic is still taking place. And I don't say that to be a buzzkill or to scare you, but to ask you to please, please continue or start wearing your mask when you're out of your house and around other people. We should be treating people how we want to be treated. And if you want to be safe and healthy, respect the health and safety of the people around you. Please. Thanks again for listening. It means the world to me. Stay safe and take care. Bye.